0: Morning. We are out of the regular season. We are going into the postseason now. And as you know, every team that has fought a good fight is now preparing for what we know as the playoffs. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players, to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. It is officially Wednesday morning. I apologize if I sound just a teeny bit congested. It's just the change in weather here and on the East Coast, um, as you all know, um, the weather fluctuates and does whatever it wants to do. So not only are we still in the midst of a pandemic, but you still got to worry about your normal allergies, sinus congestion, all that stuff. Um, I'm sure there's someone out there that understands what I'm saying, but it doesn't stop me from drinking coffee in the morning. And of course, to you, today's episode is brought to you by the iced coffee that is in my cup to my left. I actually tried the new Dunkin' Donuts extra charged. Um, That's literally what it's called. The extra charged iced coffee. It was like green tea extracts or something that they add to it to give you like that extra boost, and it tastes really good. Um, So, shout out to Duncan for that. I've been drinking that all week. Um, So, let's go ahead and dive in to what just happened over the last Sunday. Um, Saturday and Sunday, the weekend's games. As you know, um, fantasy football leagues everywhere. You went into the witching hour, as my favorite Red Zone channel likes to call it. And I lost to the big dog um, by two points. And what came down to her Washington defense versus my Washington um, running back. And let's just say... Two points. She was happy to be the reigning champ for a second time around, and shout out to her. She played um, very, very well. I will say this. The game that she um, actually beat me in head-to-head is a game that is actually called into question. I'm not even going to lie. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, I know you guys know what I'm talking about, Eagles versus the Washington football team. But first, let's go ahead into our injury report. Mike, Evans, everyone, everyone knows him. This guy ran for a thousand yards this season alone, catching passes from Tom Brady, the backup QB as well on the Buccaneers. Um, had what we hope is only a minor knee injury. He was taken out of the game, Buccaneers versus the, um, the Falcons and, Everyone's just on edge because they're like, oh, my goodness, please let him be all right. So we'll keep you apprised as to his update status. We're hoping, again, it's a minor injury. Um, No updates yet um, because he is part of that weaponry that they have. That Antonio Brown stepped in, stepped up, and they destroyed that game. Um, Again, I feel as though the Buccaneers are not really included in the conversation when we look at our best matchups going towards the Super Bowl. And my only thing towards that is I feel like the Buccaneers are going to be a plot twist. As a writer, I value plot twists, and I feel like the Buccaneers are going to be a plot twist. Here's why. Because you got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Can I say when I was matching up in my fantasy football last game, Chris Godwin alone. Antonio Brown alone, thirty between the two of them, I almost had 70 points. Then you throw in Tom Brady, that was like 100 points right there. That's why I was projected to win halfway through the games that were happening on Saturday. So I was like, oh, this is my shot. That was the best decision I ever made, taking Chris Godwin, drafting Antonio Brown, throwing them in. I knew that they were in sync. I knew that offense would work and they did. And only my hopes is that Mike Evans gets back in the fold because they have a way to go. And I have this weird feeling they're going to go further than people are going to think they are. And that's because their eyes are only set on the Super Bowl. They keep saying um, this conversation of if Tom Brady doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, is it a bust for him career-wise? This this change, leaving the Patriots and going to the Buccaneers, is it a bust if he doesn't go to the Super Bowl? It's in our minds as um, viewers, it's not. In his mind as an athlete and as a person who trains, studies, works hard every day, it is. So you have to understand when we will pat him on the back and say, hey, you did good, you made it all the way to the playoffs with a team that hasn't seen the playoffs in God knows how long, we will sit there and say that to him. And Tom Brady be like, no, we failed. But that's how a lot of athletes think. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Tom on this one. If he doesn't make this Super Bowl, it's a bust because that's what you wanted. That's why you went down there. That was your only goal. And when you don't reach your goal, you look at it as a fail. So um, I really think they are going to be a plot twist in this, this, these match-offs that we have coming up Saturday and Sunday. So Keep your eyes peeled for that. We saw some rumor reports take place over the weekend with Drew Brees is rumored to retire after this season. I can't say that we're shocked. Um, Talk about a guy who's 43 who had, what, multiple fractured ribs, a punctured lung after getting hit and had to sit out for how many weeks? He's like, I'm 43. I shouldn't even be going through this. (laughs) I'm 43 years old. Like, why? It's time to hang up my cleats, but not before I give this all I got. So... We're definitely not shocked. I just hope the New Orleans Saints are ready to put their backup in. Hill has been a good supporting backup. Does he have a lot of the accuracy and throwing skill that Drew Brees has? Probably not yet, but they'll probably get there for sure. And then we also heard that Cam Newton and the Patriots are parting ways after this season. So that was a big um, announcement because... It's kind of up for grabs. He's officially going to be on the free agent market. They've debated, hey, do you think that you know Cam Newton has to worry about being picked up? I said, the question isn't whether I think he'll be picked up. The question is whether he will be a starter when he gets picked up. And that's really going to be the thought in the back of his mind. I think um, a few commentators said it right. At some point, halfway through the season, after watching his own performance and not being satisfied, he should have started debating about next moves plotting next moves, next steps. Um, you get to decide whether you're going to stay in this league or whether you're just going to retire out. Um, there wasn't a lot of consistency with his performance this season. He gave it a good run. He gave it all he could. But due to, I think, just a number of things, including his his focus and his stamina, you'll think about COVID-19. The defense had a lot of um, opt-outs on that end that really hurt the Patriots. The offense really didn't adjust and change at all. I mean, between when you look at it, I think the only good game I can honestly think of for the Patriots was when they played the Seahawks. That was in my mind. And they put up a good fight, I think, against uh, was the Raiders or Kansas City. But my biggest thing is that the Seahawks, that was probably one of the best games. And they lost that game just because he wasn't able to run the ball and he got stopped. So, um that you can agree or disagree with me but I think it's really going to be whether we see Cam Newton starting and I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts and say no I don't see him starting. I don't see a friend, a team making him a franchise. I don't see a team taking a chance on him after watching his performance this past season. They're going to say, you know, he wasn't the same after he got COVID-19. Um trying to adjust to that system during a pandemic was already a struggle and then his passing accuracy I think was below 60% anyway. So you have to ask yourself some questions at this point. And you have to wonder if Cam Newton, who's used to being, you know, front row and center, is going to be ready to honestly be take a back seat. And I don't honestly think that's his personality. So it'll be interesting. This offseason is critical for a lot of teams and don't worry, Not Your Average Cheerleader is going to keep you posted. We have so many great things coming up that I can't say quite yet. Um, Just some stuff getting approved. And you're going to want to tune in to the YouTube channel. You can now follow Not Your Average Cheerleader on Instagram at NYAC20. Um, so definitely follow along. We'll be doing some posting there too as well. So we're going to keep our eye on a lot of things because there was just so much, like even Carson Wentz was like, he announced he wanted to be traded. And I was like, listen, I said, listen, Carson, bro, you are the most expensive trade in this entire league. And to be fair, you're not helping yourself. It's not like you played super well and we bench you for whatever reason, and look how you kind of turned on your team. Fans are disappointed in you and you have to earn trust back. Let's just call a spade a spade. We're going to get to what happened with the Eagles and the Washington football team in a second, but that was another announcement. Carson was like, Oh, I want to be traded. And then top of that, we had a few coach firings as well. Um, so, you know, we're, there was so much that happened over the last few days. I was like, I cannot not record an episode. Um, you had, a lot of QBs helping out some of their wide receivers earn some bonus cash on Saturday and Sunday from Russell Wilson helping out more earn a bonus of $100,000 um, it was one of the last plays where Russ was supposed to, I think they were supposed to, um, do a totally different play and Russ changed the play call last second just to be able to hand more of the ball, like toss it to him. That catch is all, um, more needed to get a hundred thousand dollar bonus. So that's when your QB cares about you more than you think. Um, Tom Brady helped, you know, AB get an extra $250,000 as well with a catch. Um, but AB, you know, If it wasn't for Tom Brady believing in A.B., I don't know how he would be in this league right now because A.B. still, in my eyes, um, personal issues aside, one of the best receivers right now in the league. He can catch in the run. I watched him increase his speed from the guy who was covering him speed up and catch a pass from Tom Brady. And I was just like... This guy is crazy magnificent. I think Tom Brady should, if he ever retires, he should just go be a GM because he's better at drafting than Bill Belichick was on the Patriots. I'm just saying, he really is because Tom Brady's responsible for that, that gym coming down there. So that's why I said they're going to be secret weapons going into this playoff season. And then on top of that, let's get into the game that everybody has on their minds the Eagles versus the Washington football team. So imagine this, you know, your offense, uh the Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts was a little bit iffy. They weren't trash like the Dallas Cowboys, but they were a little iffy and the coach Doug Peterson decides he wants to bench Jalen Hurts fourth quarter, you know, when they need, you know, a certain yardage and things like that and put in his third string backup. I'm confused. There was like, we were like, is Jalen Hurts hurt? Is he not feeling well? Does he need to go use the bathroom? Like, what's going on? Why are you benching him? And, and the, the head coach, Doug Peterson, had the audacity after the game to stand up there and say, We had every intention of trying to win. You're a liar. I'm sorry. You're a liar. That's not true. If you wanted to win, you would have kept your 2nd string quarterback, who, by the way, you put in over Carson Wentz because he was playing like trash. So you can't convince NFL fans, the teammates, the opposing team, that you were trying to win a game that you strategically, for whatever reason in your mind, because we don't know what you were thinking at the time, to bench Jalen Hurts, who also looked confused when that happened, and put in the backup and say you want to give your third string a look. For what? You're in the middle of a game, a game that has outcomes still attached to it regardless. like You're not going to the playoffs, but still. So at the end of the day, I there's rumors of it's being a conspiracy, the Eagles threw the game, and I look at it as, you know, I was watching a lot of commentary in regards to this, and the number one thing that I saw was, People are saying the integrity of the game, the integrity of the game, the integrity of the game. And they're right as fans, as players, as coaching staff, everyone involved, you know, commentators, there's a, 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 a kind of blind trust that goes into this. And the second that we have to start questioning that for whatever reason is when a lot of problems will start to really showcase in the NFL I'm not saying that we've never questioned it before come on now this is this is an industry this is still a business that owns almost what four or five days of the week um so I'm pretty sure there was times where we questioned it before but in this regard we just they're saying oh give Doug Peterson another chance no after that until you can go in the office and justify that decision that don't make no sense I'm sorry that doesn't make any sense. You're not convincing me that you had every intention of winning that game when you benched Jalen Hurts. You just you're not. For the third string for what? Cause guess what happened? You end up still losing the game. You probably had a better chance of winning with Jalen Hurts in there. I'm convinced you probably would have won. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Game over. Washington football team moves forward. Dallas Cowboys still play it like trash. Um nothing really changed there. I didn't think the Dallas Cowboys were going to the playoffs anyway. I don't know who was in that discussion or even thought that that was a possibility. But then we move on to the Browns, who haven't seen the playoffs in what, I think it was 19 years. If I saw that number right, it was like 19 or 20 or 21, somewhere in there. It's been a long time. We just know that for a fact. that the Browns haven't seen the playoffs in God knows how long. And they finally win. And can I just say this? So the Browns win, and they're super hyped because they beat, like, the second string of the Steelers. And I was like, you beat the second string. Mind you, you weren't playing the top players on that team, for real, for real. You beat the backups. (laughs) You should be able to beat the backups. You're a first string um, team. So, you know, granted, let them be hyped. Let them have their moment. I will say this, that here's the, the caveat to that. It was just reported, not even a day or two ago, that the as the Browns were preparing for playoffs, their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, two other coaches, and two players tested positive for COVID-19. So here's what popped off in my mind after hearing that. You have just won a game that finally gets you into the playoffs. Finally. And then the most important people on your coaching staff, let alone God knows which players, tested positive for COVID-19. They're out at a max 10 days. They're out. They're not going to play this week. And the game is still scheduled to go on. That's got to be the weirdest case of 360, smack you in the face, ha ha, tried your luck, oh, but you thought kind of moment happening. I wonder what's going through the minds of some of the teammates. That you possibly have to go out there without your head coach, who, by the way, is also solely responsible for helping you win that game because he figured out a way to use Baker Mayfield in a way that other coaches could not. He figured out a way to use everybody on that team, including Odell Beckham Jr., before he got, you know, injured. Jarvis Landry, like so many key players have stepped up on that team to make such a good offense. Um, I know, shocking, right, because we know how I feel about the Browns. but. That has to be a weird smack in the face to now have those key people um, who aren't going to be there in person to help coach. I'm sure they'll find some other way. Technology makes anything possible. But you have to remember, too, that they aren't going to be feeling that well, depending on how this will affect them. So I just I, I heard that and I was like, really, dang! Like we can't win. They like Browns can't win for <laughs> nothing. It's like, oh, we won, we go into the playoffs, but now we lost like five or six key people um, to COVID nineteen. They have to sit out. So, um, we're we're definitely going to see. But that was the second string. They're going up against the big guns, and we have some predictions, playoff predictions for the NFL wild card this weekend. So we have. And mind you, I made predictions before. I said the Buccaneers, Seahawks, Steelers. I think I said someone else in the playoffs, and I was right. So we're here. Now I'm going to predict the games that are coming on this weekend. We you have the Colts versus the Bills. I chose the Bills. Why would I choose the Colts? Give me a good reason. I'll wait. And now you can send direct messages to Not Your Average Cheerleader. So I'll be looking to hear from all of you once you go follow on Instagram at NYAC 20, um, because that's where I'm just going to talk football the whole time on that page. Thank you to the ones who already started showing support. I appreciate you. But I'm not picking the Colts. Come on now. The Bills literally beat out the Patriots for the championship title that they haven't seen in over 20 years. Um, it, it's, it's been a crazy 2020 season for sure the bucks versus washington i am not going to lie to you i i really am going to give this to the bucks here's why I'm giving this to the Bucks because that offense is explosive. But when the offense is on fire, you notice the defense is on fire. And they itch for those interceptions. They itch for those stops, sacking the quarterback. I think they're going to give Alex Smith a run for his money. I think that the offense is going to surprise us. And I think his key weapons are going to put up some points we haven't even seen before. So to the haters, the Tom Brady haters, I don't know what to tell you. I hope you're going to be paying attention this Saturday cuz it's going down for real. But I'm going with the Bucks just because of what I've seen. Um I I truly believe what we have seen now was what we were looking for around week 6, week 7 and they weren't in sync yet. They're in sync now, so stop counting them out, okay? Stop counting them out. The Bears versus the Saints. You know I love the Bears. I do. I feel like the Bears are that low key team. I feel like one, one season, they're just going to get it right and it's going to make all the difference. I'm going to go with the Saints on this one, though, as much as I love the Bears. Um, because I feel like, again, this is Drew Brees last season. Um, he had some, uh, I think he had, I forgot his, um, target wide receiver who's still out, but I think just the way that they coordinated certain plays has helped them. Um, it's helped their offense. So it'll be interesting to see how they play against the Bears. I don't think it's going to be a crap ton of points put up, honestly, depending on how that defense gives Drew Brees and Hill a run for their money. Um, the Rams versus the Seahawks. I said the Seahawks. I'm all about Russell Wilson. I'm all about DK Metcalf. I'm all about, um, you know, the number of weapons they have, um, lock I'm about him to all the number of weapons they have to their disposal really I feel for the Seahawks is going to be just Russell Wilson's consistency um as a quarterback he I don't know what it is it just seems like every time the Seahawks get to the playoffs just bad play calls or dumb decisions I'm just going to call it what it is dumb decisions cuz as fans we sit there and watch this like the game on the screen and we're like why would you do that why and I just go back to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. You had one yard to gain. We're never going to let that go, by the way, Seahawks um, players. We're never going to let that go. One yard to gain. You had the fastest running back in the league, the number one running back on your team, and you decided to throw the ball. Worst play call in NFL history, at least one of them. But I am going to go with the Seahawks. I feel like the Rams are tricky. I don't I don't feel like they got here because they played super well. I feel like they got here just by happenstance. I, th- I know that sounds really mean, but they haven't really shown anything super special. Just allowed Coach McVay to keep his job um, because, as you know, the head coach for the Chargers got let go. Um, and rightfully so. You had a legit rookie quarterback on your team, Chargers, that I even predicted from watching him during the summer on some videos that during their practices, I was like, this kid's going to be something to keep your eye on. You had double digit leads that you lost and you had an opportunity, a chance not to mention your main quarterback who got, you know, a hole, a punctured lung or a hole in his lung because of a doctor. So, you know, I, I, I say this, um, yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks in that Rams and Seahawks game. That's going to be my prediction. Ravens versus the Titans. I wanted, I wanted to go with the Titans, but then I went with the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson needs more respect. This guy, I don't know what he did in that bathroom. I remember when they were losing for a second there. I was like, maybe he needs to go back to the locker room, do whatever he did the game before that, and come back out and throw the ball because he put up literally some great yardage and got a touchdown, and that's what won the game um, game before last. But the Ravens are showing that they are forced to be reckoned with again. I really, really hope that they do better in the postseason than they did in 2019 postseason because it just seemed like every time Lamar Jackson got to the postseason, it was just a train wreck. Um, last year is all I can compare it to. It was a train wreck. They played like straight trash. It was like this is a team that we – like in the regular season, he put up great numbers. But in the postseason – It was like watching a totally different quarterback. So I'm hoping he redeems himself in 2020, um, 2021 now. Um, Again, Happy New Year. Um, But I'm going to go with the Ravens versus the Titans. That's going to be, in my opinion, I think that that's going to be one of the games to watch because that's going to be a tight game as well. And then Browns versus the Steelers. Y'all know I'm going with the Steelers. Browns are hype in everything. Bless their little hearts. But that was the second string you beat. Now you're going against the first string. Let's see what you got. So those are my predictions. Bills, Bucks, Seahawks, um, you know, all that good stuff. We already know how Kansas City is sitting. Um, They're chilling right now. I really hope that while they're chilling, they're working. Because I feel like depending on who they got to face, that team is I wanted to say something, but I'll save it for next episode about the Kansas City um, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Return back next week and hear what I was going to say about Kansas City. But thank you again. That's all I have for you. Thanks for sticking with me. Again, I'm sorry I sound a little bit congested. I'm good, though. I'm going to drink my coffee and stay awake. Um, again, so many great things coming Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. This is the first episode for 2021. I'm super excited for the things that I have planned for Not Your Average Cheerleader. Please go follow on Instagram at NYAC20. I have so much fun posting videos, posting um, breaking news, highlights, leaving questions for you guys. I'm all about connecting with the listeners and the viewers. Um, so much is coming for the YouTube channel. So please stay tuned. There's going to be so much more for you all. I appreciate those who have stuck with me all through 2020. Welcome to 2021. We're going to have some fun this year. Again, let's see who wins this weekend. Bye.